Hi, I'm Becca Otis from Five Lines Pottery in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Ryan Durbin from RD Ceramics located in Southgate, Kentucky. And welcome to Wheel Talk. Hey guys, we've loved answering all of your questions so far. If you'd like to hear your question on the podcast, please send them to us on Instagram at Wheel Talk Podcast or by email to wheeltalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Pew, 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 pew. We're live. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. You pew, didn't pew, do boom. your intro. We're live. <laughs> you know that's what the people are here for. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you do the intro. <laughs> I like yours. It's it's perfect. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Hi, Becca. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're recording on Thursday because I was a space cadet yesterday and Ryan had to do taxes. I wasn't doing taxes yesterday, but I was doing computer stuff, non-tax related. That was, oh. yeah, distracting me. Uh, actually, it was good because yesterday I did get, I applied to a couple shows on Zapplication which uh, one of them was due tomorrow, so it was good. I finally, Can you find me a few shows? <laughs> you want me? There's one in uh, Madison, Indiana that I applied for, which is... Uh, it's not... Oh, I don't think it's that far from you. Oh, that would be fun. We could do it well, together. I don't think it's, like, next to Indianapolis, but it's it's, like, 35 minutes from me. I don't know. It's probably It's probably about the same distance for you as it would be to come to Cincinnati, but... It's in Indiana, if that helps. It is. There's a Walmart. It's called, it's called Madison Chautauqua. Oh, fancy. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, that one's that application's not due until June, I think. Oh, wow. It's in, I, I think the show's in September, maybe. Actually, it is south of you. South. Well, yeah, it's like go to Indiana and then go south along the river. Hold on, it's, let me see exactly. Oh, what's I see, I see. I okay. Um, it's probably the exact same distance from me. Um, it's right between Cincinnati and Louisville. Mhm. Yeah. So it yeah. would take the same amount of time. That would be fun. It's kind of like right on the river. Yeah, it's near Hanover. Yeah, I've never done it before. I, I'm applying for it for the first time, so I've heard it's good. It's been around for a while, so. Can I tell you my idea for my um, garden stakes? Sure. Is there I... anything new here about your day or anything before you want to go into that? Or let's hear let's hear garden stakes. Sorry. This is new in my mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> it'll be quick. Okay, so you know how in my old booth I had like a a a board hanging. You know, in the booth. Yeah, right in the right in the middle. Right in the middle. It was hanging on uh, carabiners and rope. And um, so I want to do that. And then I want to cut holes in the board and then put plant pots in it. And then put my garden stakes in the oh, plant pots. I like that. So like that, a bunch of just holes and just big enough for a, a four-inch pot or a six-inch pot. Yeah, exactly. Because it has the little, um, you know, thingy on it. And yeah. then... Um, and well, that way fall over or anything. Right. And that way I can take them all out and put the 
put it into my car flat and I could just stack up the plant pots. Yeah. Oh, so you're not you're not going to put soil or anything in them. You're just going to no. put them in there. OK, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. Are they going to be are you going to make the planters or are you just going to get like terracotta or plastic ones? No, I'm just going to get plastic ones. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to. No, <laughs> we're no. Do you even know the brand? Like plastic <laughs> is the brand. <laughs> plastic is the brand. <laughs> That's like, did you see that conversation that me and Rebecca were having? Yes, uh, about uh, the Tupperware and yeah, I didn't know who it was. I I don't remember. Oh yeah, I didn't say who it was, but who it was. Okay, but I was exclaiming how this update that I'm doing right tomorrow or on Saturday was like my favorite one yet, and she was like, "But is it better than Tupperware?" <laughs> and I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said something about these are pieces I would actually put in my cabinet. Yeah. And you said would actually meaning never in my life or something. <laughs> no, I said these are pieces that I would put in my cabinet for the eventual dish set that I'm going to make myself. And by eventual, I mean never. <laughs> <No>. Right. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I uh, I had a pretty productive day, right? First day out of the gate, I do not get up. Like, Rachel and I were like, okay, yesterday, we were like, all right, we're going to get up. Or not early, but we were going to get up and, like, go for a run before work. So we, like, went for a 30-minute run this morning. I didn't get up early. I got up at, like, 8.15, but <laughs> I got <laughs> Normally I'm like snooze 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 snooze. Um, so we did that and then got you know good day at work. It felt a little more productive, I guess. And then I even like cut the grass after work, the front yard, so Rachel didn't have to. And then unloaded a couple kilns. Everything looked really good. Erica, my assistant, glazed most of that stuff. So. You know, she was kind of it's cool because she was like digging through and like looking to see like what went well, what didn't go well, what she's because she's been like improving her glazing yeah. techniques a little bit. And she's like, you know, getting more specific about, OK, I remember I had a little trouble last time with this thing. How did it look this time? And, yeah. you know, where are the gaps? So it was fun. And then I was like, hey, what pieces do you like? And she I was like, why don't you take a piece home? Like, <laughs> So she got to pick one, and she was all excited about that. So. Oh my God, your little your smile right now is like. Oh. <laughs> I met Erica for the first time tonight, and she's adorable. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, she's fun. Um. So, so yeah, that's what's going on, and we'll we're heading to Louisville tomorrow for the Easter weekend, and. That should be fun. Did I come to your guys's place last year for Easter? I don't remember when what. What day of the week was he? Well, when was my birthday in relation to it? Because I, I think totally you came... did. Okay. I, no, no, no. I mean, no, no, no. You came no. the I weekend came after for your for birthday. birthday right? Yeah, I came for your birthday, and the kids came and did their Easter, and mm-hmm. we hid eggs. Remember? Yeah. You probably did come, actually, because, well, Easter was on April 4th last year, so you did not come for that. But it was right around, it was the same kind of weekend as this year, because it's like 17th, 18th is when you came. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the kids came. Okay. Or maybe because they was... couldn't come to your Easter, regular I Easter, okay. at your mom's. So they came for your birthday party, and they did eggs the next morning, remember? Yeah, and and Dee was hiding eggs for you. Yeah, and then Dee hided, Dee just hidden eggs, hided. Hid <laughs> eggs for you. Hid eggs and made me do a scavenger hunt. <laughs> <laughs> she, she brought all the stops out. Yeah. Yes. And we counted how many candy dishes there were. No, that was Christmas. I mean, you probably counted candy dishes anytime, but you counted them. You probably count snowmen or Santas or something. Your mom's the shit, man. She's like <laughs> candy dishes. Like live your best life, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think people even touch those candy dishes, honestly. I do. I eat candy out of them whenever I come. Okay. Sometimes. Well, the invitation stands. <laughs> if you don't have anything to do this weekend and you want to come to Louisville, you can. But I can't. I have something right. to do. All right. So we'll see you here in a few weeks anyway. So. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to go bowling for our birthdays. Yes. Hooray. When's the last time you bowled? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. What's a while? Like five years? Two mm. years? Maybe two. Okay. We went for the kids, one of the kids' birthdays, or maybe it was just a a kid outing or something. That was probably six months ago, maybe. Mm. It was pretty good. And then yeah, we were playing I, these games in the arcade forever to get these like <laughs> cards and trade them in. Yeah. The freaking markup on those little bullshit toys. Oh, I know. Uh, oh man. Oh, when I was growing up, there was an arcade at the movie theater, and it was the shit. Ugh, I can't believe they took it out. Wow. Man, we were playing, we were playing this like Avengers Marvel coin, the coin drop, and then it does the little sliding thing. Yes, the slider. Yes, that's what that's what we were caught up in. You know what my favorite one was was when the light went around in a circle and you had Ooh, to like I love that button. too. I fucking love that game. There was like a putt putt course by my house in grade school that we would go to, and then they had this arcade back in like the garage area. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. I would play that. Yeah, the lights in the circle. Yeah, and also like one of my favorite games is skee ball, but I you you don't get very many tickets. That's the problem. <laughs> is that you <laughs> do you do you do the bounce off the side wall when you play, or do you just throw it straight? I do not bounce got, off the side wall. You gotta go with the bounce off the side wall, <laughs> right up near the ramp. You gotta you gotta like angle it. Oh. You get a little more consistent. Consistency, oh. other than just expecting yourself to throw it like perfectly. Straight. Yeah, interesting. Interesante. Um. What's new with you? You got your cup date coming on. Fup date. Two days. Fup date. <laughs> we coined that term last week or like last month or something. Trademark. Fup date. Fup date. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, I got my fuck date happening on Saturday. Um, oh, we had a, we had a guy come to the studio, to Rebecca's studio, like Graves Co., um, today, and he took videos of us, and, um, did you sign up for that? Did I you did. sign 
Okay, good. Um, and he took videos of us and, um, like, throwing and, like, the studio and stuff. And he's going to, like, do a video series on, like, successful businesses in indie. So that's cool. Um, I'll share it when it comes out. But, yeah. And then he, I was, like, perusing his Instagram page and found, like, a giveaway for a microphone. And there's only one day left. So we. (laughs) Hopefully. I got, like, seven entries in there because I did it. I did all. A lot of the things. Did you click my link on the text? No, because you first sent it to me on Instagram and Fuck. I went there first. God so damn it. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have sent Fine. it in two places. I know, I know, I know. I almost texted you and was or almost messaged you and was like, Stop because it it told me I could get two extra points. I know, I saw that. It said share your link and get extra. Man, bitch. Anyway. Um, so that was cool. And I started throwing, um, shitty planters today. For your own stuff. Mm. Right? Yeah. Is that just Mm -hmm. for shows coming up? Yeah, I've got a, there's like a show next weekend that's like, it was like $35 at the amp, which is like a market kind of place. And, uh, so yeah, and I, I, um, talked to Andrew and we decided that, Putting the hole on the side of the pot is actually better for the plant because the it doesn't get clogged. Okay. The water. And so I did that, which was really nice because I just kind of like, you know, that always is where it like cracks, you know, in the bottom in the middle. Potentially. Depends Potentially. On how you put like the if hole it's going it. to crack, it's going to crack there. And right. so I put it on the side with my pinky while I was throwing it. I was like, fucking braze. Um, yeah, plus they kind of like it, as long as the bottom's it always gets a little weird when you put it just right in the bottom because it could like indent it a little bit and then the water's got to be so high that it actually drains. Yeah, but on the side, it's like gonna flow level out. and then just and it's always out. gonna go in the plate anyway, so it's like, yeah, yeah. so you so, are gonna have saucers with them. Um, I started making saucers and the clay that I got per my request was very soft because I wasn't planning on doing hand building. So I got to get some stiffer clay to get some saucers out, but yes, saucers are planned. Okay. Um, so you got completely different clay from mud. No, I got Kentucky mud works, but I asked for like the newest batch. So it's super fucking soft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you using Uh, dark star or something different? Yeah. Dark star. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, I should, I'm really excited about those, and then I I have to start stamping all of my garden stakes. I gotta stamp them all, and get funny sayings. That's gonna take a while, right? Yeah, it should. There's like probably a hundred up there, maybe two hundred. Wow. No, probably a hundred. I put them in a box, a big box, so <laughs> mm-hmm. just like chucked them up to my apartment. And they are already glaze fired. They're already glaze fired. All I have to do is stamp them with um our um uh. It's an ink, right? Yeah, archival ink, archival. archival ink, and then so you stamp them with archival ink, and then you put them in the oven. And if I remember correctly, and I think that you could probably get away with just not okay, okay. If I remember correctly, it goes cold to three fifty for an hour, and then cool down till it's cold. Like let it cool naturally, and leave I'm them in there. 
Yeah, leave them in there until it's cold. And I'm wondering why the up and the down is so important. And I think it's just because they're expecting you to put like a mug that you get from China in the mu- in the oven. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm wondering if I, I mean, did. How many can you actually fit in there if you're ramping it up and down like that? Yeah, exactly. Like, or are I you think just that... going to use a kiln? Why would you not just use a kiln for that? I could. Because if you're going to have like 200, I mean, you're going to have to turn your oven on and off like six times probably. Exactly. But also like how many can I do in a night anyway? You know, if I do it in batches. Yeah. So, and like the, the kiln just takes time like loading in the shells and stuff. And really the kiln shells are not that big for stacking things. I'll probably just do them in pans, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's two shells. Right. I have a couple weeks. Okay. I have a week. <laughs> a week. <laughs> I mean, you're making those planners last minute, too. So if those are for next weekend. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I got to figure out something short term to put those fucking stakes in. I need to get just like a bucket with some sand or something. Actually, that probably would be a good idea regardless. Yeah. So, anyway, um, your birthday is in six days. Yes, I'm sure this is already going to be out by the time that's over. Oh, they already know. I mean, you mentioned in that last episode, I heard you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when I was getting whatever. <laughs> At least it was at the front of the episode, so people know what's going No. They probably heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay, cool. And you're going to go to a comedy show for your birthday? We're going to two comedy shows in Columbus. Very um, exciting. Yeah, we're going to Columbus for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then come back Monday because the comedy show, one of the shows is on Friday and one of them's on Sunday. Um, nice. We're going to Ron White on Friday. <gasps> oh, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what you say about Sunday. And we're going to Bill Burr on Sunday. I hate you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jelly. Um, I, I wanted to go to Bill Bill Burr for sure. And Ron White was saying it was kind of like one of his last years, maybe. But he's yeah. Otherwise, remember, like he might not be touring a lot. Yeah, he was on Joe Rogan, and he was like, "I'm fucking done, man." He was like, "I'm old. I'm I'm out." Um, yeah, he like plays golf four or five days a week, and. Yeah, I mean, like, living the dream. Uh, what was I going to say? We just bought tickets to another comedy show that's going to be in Dayton in June. Nice. Um, That one's hosted by Burt Kreischer. <gasps> and it's got... Um, what? Do you want to go? <laughs> yes! I love Burt Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Burt Kreischer, Dave Attell... Um, Big J Okerson and Taylor Tomlinson. Oh, <gasps> you like Taylor and Tomlinson? Taylor Tomlinson too? <laughs> it's all of them. They're doing it at a minor league ballpark in Dayton. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> oh, I had a dream about you. And um, is that what this she is... texted me about yesterday? I think so. So this is great. So I. Because we still haven't gone to dinner, which we should probably, we should just do it 
in Cincinnati, like yeah. when we're out, when I'm out there this weekend, um, yeah. or whenever that weekend is. Um, but, uh, we, so I went to Cincinnati and apparently there was a Michelin restaurant in Cincinnati. And when I walked in, there was like wooden octopus, like decor all <laughs> over the ceiling. And it was, um, <laughs> it, it was a um seafood restaurant and they were like obviously amazing and i just like walked in without even like a reservation and like had food already like i had fettuccine alfredo oh already in a in a bowl on a fucking <laughs> on a fucking tray like a cafeteria tray and i like walked in and just like sat at the table and the waiter was like um you know what you're pretty small do you want to sit down here instead and i like ducked under the table and like walked (laughs) (laughs) to the walk to this new spot and then when i got there i was like trying to be inconspicuous with my alfredo because i was like i already ordered and i was just there to like scope out the restaurant to see if we wanted to go for (laughs) our our dinner and then um this lady was sitting right next to me and the waiter was like do you want anything to drink and i only had ten (laughs) dollars You're like, what am I going to get for $10? Water? <laughs> and she was like, do you want to split some Merlot? Oh, sorry. Um, I didn't realize me my... sending you something, but... Yeah. She was like, do you want to split a bottle of Merlot? And I was like, sure. And so... <laughs> and then I, like, got up to go somewhere. I don't know. And then I come back, and her entire family had joined her. After she had said, like, oh, this is such a great restaurant. They don't allow children. And then her entire family, like, comes, and there's two kids. And then <laughs> and then I'm, like, sitting on the end of their family in this booth area, and the waiter brings the Merlot, and the Merlot, like, he didn't cork it correctly, so the cork, like, fell into the wine, and oh, then the no. wine floated to the top of the ceiling like a balloon. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, no, and the wine... <laughs> The wine, the wine is lost. And then the waiter comes up and is like, oh, the wine's up there. And so he shoots another cork from the bottle of water that he had in his hand and tried to hit the bottle of wine to pop it so it could come back down. And then, and then, um, how do I set this to silent? Just don't send me anything else. I'm done. (laughs) okay and then um and then i was like you know what i gotta go and so i like left and then went into their store and stole some cheese and then i walked outside and i called you and i was like i'm gonna be at your house in 10 minutes and i started walking and then i was like oh my car's back in the parking lot and then And then the lady posted a picture of me and her family on Facebook and tagged me. I don't know how she found me. And then I was like, I'm so sorry I had to leave. Let me Venmo you for part of the wine. And, like, then I started walking to my car and I was like, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And then there was, like, something I don't even know about, like, homelessness and stuff. And then it was over. And then it was over. 
<laughs> and welcome to my dreams. <laughs> you said you were going to start documenting them, so. I did. I um, wrote that one down. Nice. I think. I think. I usually well, I text mean, them to Rebecca in the morning. It's recorded now, so you got a record of it. That's true. I, I recalled it a lot better today than I did yesterday. It was like two days ago. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Anyway, um, oh, I should tell people, don't please don't analyze this dream and don't don't be texting me about it. I take I take um, Cymbalta and it is known to cause crazy dreams. So the dreams are medicated. OK, they do not mean <laughs> anything <laughs> except for the except for that. We need to go. It's like blah 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 blah. Your dream says blah 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 blah. Oh, but it was a medicated dream, so now it says blah 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 blah. Right. Mhm. Okay, so we're doing a. What would you do if? Okay. First. I'm what ready. would you do if you glazed a whole batch of commission mugs and only single dipped them instead of double dipping them? And the glaze was ugly as fuck. I would just dip them again. I would reglaze them. Reglaze them? Yeah. I've done that, actually. How would you... How would you do that, though? Like, in a good way? When it's already been fired and everything? Um... What's get, the best, especially if you got like a whole batch of commission mugs? What I've done in the past is like I had it similar to like a um, a cookie drying rack, like a cookie rack where it's a wire rack mm-hmm. and you just dip them in and let them dry on the wire rack and then dip them again. So it's already got one layer of glaze and you would still dip them twice because yeah, that first because dip is first, not really going to adhere right, that much. You have to let it completely dry. Yeah. Okay. But I would also cry a little in my brain and um, Yeah, that be would like, be Fuck. uh that would be but no only, bueno at all. I only single dip everything that I have, so there would that wouldn't be an issue, but if you just simplify it to say, what if you dip something in a glaze and the glaze was ugly as just fuck because like, something uh, yeah, was Yeah, it was wrong. like super thin. Yeah, yeah, like watery or yeah. something. Um, but that's definitely happened to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is that is a real life scenario. <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible. Uh, the benefit to that is that it won't run extra, extra much because the the glaze, the, the first glaze that you did was too thin. So that's nice. Yeah. What, what did you do, whole... Ryan? It would depend on how many it was and how much time I had to deliver them. Obviously, I would not want to have to remake them all, but yeah. I would probably I do some experimenting like are you would you be would you only like reglaze one or two of them just to make sure that whatever you did technique wise for the nope. reglaze worked or would you just reglaze the whole thing one shot, one opportunity? You only got one shot, do not seize everything you ever wanted yeah. one moment. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, you got to do the whole thing because you're fucked either way. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All right. So the moral of the story is lose yourself in the music the moment you want it. You know, all that stuff. <laughs>
um yeah i would not want to i would i would probably do a test on one or two put them through a glaze again if something didn't quite work you know i doing the whole like warming it up thing maybe i would try that yeah like i might try your technique that you said but i really I like lindy's technique where she got the little oh yeah the mug mug warmer thing. That was really cool. I mean, that would take for fucking ever, but... No, but not really, probably. Like, if you... um, If you did it in a, a, a rhythm, you know? Yeah. It depends on how those long are it pretty, takes Those can be up. pretty hot. Yeah? Yeah. What about you, the inside? Oh. Would you treat the inside any differently? No. No, I wouldn't. Um... I might glaze it like I would dip the whole thing in glaze first, but I wouldn't dip it the second time. I don't know. I, I, I think I don't know. Yeah. But also, um, I saw a trick somewhere that I never shared on here and I probably should have. Um, somebody bought a fucking crock pot from the Goodwill and puts their water in it and turns it on low. They're throwing in the water. Winter. Yes. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> How hot would that get on low? Not very. But you could always just turn it off. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Depending on where you're at, but. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All right. So. That was a what would you do have. I think people sent, I think somebody sent that in. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would just reglaze it. But oh, I will say this. If it was totally fucked, like if it was totally fucked and the commission was due in a week, I'd just fucking bust them out. I'd bust them out. I'd just do the whole all nighter situation. Or if it was somebody I was comfortable with and I knew that it wasn't like a timely matter, I'd probably email them and be like, yo. Sorry. Uh, yeah, if it was somebody that I'm familiar with, it's not a, an event that you're delivering them for. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably go that route because, I mean, obviously you don't want to give them the worst news and say, hey, it all came out, but it looks not as good as I wanted. Or you try to, like, slide it by and say, here you go. Yeah. I have I had a wholesale order of 46 mugs. That was supposed to go to California, and every single one of the mugs had a glaze defect. Um, Fuck. In the handle. So what what was happening was that the handle was trapping in the air of my white glaze, and it was, like, bubbling out. And if I didn't fill it in, it wouldn't melt down. And so Mm -hmm. there was always a hole into the handle. And so, like, just like a pin, a big pinhole. and Like right uh, at the top of where the handle attaches to the mug? There and at the base, like at the base on the inside mm. where it attaches, like yeah, the bottom of the ear, um, or the bottom of the half heart, uh, <laughs> yeah. The uh, but so I just messaged her and I was like, "Yo, I can send you these ones, but if you give me another week, I can reglaze them." And she was like, "Just reglaze them. We're not in that much of a hurry." Yeah, because I have certain glazes that will do that on handles. And I usually just avoid it. 
because I, I habitually will have handle attachments that have, and I can see even little discolorations around that glaze. Yeah. You can tell that it's a little bit different. Yeah. What I used to do um, also. I was thinking that was a bisque thing. Like maybe your job, bisque firing slow enough, but I don't, I mean, I would still get them. So. No, it's just that hard angle. You know, it's like a V and it was like a hard angle. So the air was like yeah. popping up. But yeah. um, also in with that note. Okay, Marbs. Marbs um, is like all up in my shit. Yeah. Oh, this is so cute. <laughs> Um, on that note, uh, I used to get those eyedroppers, like you can get like a billion of them on Amazon for $5 or whatever, like the little teardrop droppers. Mm-hmm. And, um, I used to just dip that into the white and just dip it into the handle, like drop it into the handle. And that's how I got, um, that's how so I So it actually added a little bit of glaze right. inside where it's... Inside, so that's how I would avoid them. I would let it dry and then add it in. So, gotcha. If you're having that issue, that is one way to help. So, okay. Can I also just say that Mackenzie, my coworker, brought in her cat today to work because she's driving to like she forgot something at work and she's driving to Ohio and she takes her cats with her. And um, his name is Gus, named after Gus Gus. And named uh, after Gus Gus. Yeah, from Cinderella. Oh, and didn't know who that was. <laughs> and he's Big the su- sweetest, snuggliest cat. Like you can just tell that when you pick him up, he just like melts in your arms. Oh, and he's all best. black. And he's so cute. He's such a gentleman. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm actually looking for I told a third I told a cat people that. Not, not a third cat. We're not getting a third cat. Marbles right here. You said that a second time. Marble, don't hear that. Don't listen to that. We love you, Marble. <laughs> um, I'm looking to get somebody to illustrate Marble 2D, and then we're gonna make it a decal, and then I want to put decals on a few mugs with marble on it. So, hmm. so I got a, there's a couple people that I was thinking of and one person I already talked to a little bit, but yeah, so that's what I'm planning. We'll see. Um, I was going to reach out to Isaac for color. De- I was thinking color decal for sure, but why Marvel's like gray. She's gray and she's got some, orange oh, I guess you have white. to have color decal for, Okay. I mean, if, if Isaac yeah. was doing it, I would want to color. But yeah. one person I talked to does black and white, but I feel like it would lose some of the character Yeah. if it's not colored. But. Can you have the word marbs under it? Oh, marbs. Maybe. Like marbs on the bottom or something or on the, mm-hmm. on the opposite side? Yeah. Or on the handle. Marbs. Marbs. <laughs> Should she marbs. be... Should she be like upright or should she be like laying down? You should have both of you and then like a caricature of you and then marble on your shoulders. I mean, I have a few like a few pictures like that. What if you just had your eyes up and like. Not eyes. 
Oh, like if I was the decal on the bottom of the mug and it was just me and the marbles on my head or something? Yes. That would be so cute. You should do that. I don't know. I don't really want me on it, though. Okay, fine. But, um... I feel like Marvel's the star of the show. I don't... Yeah, Marvel needs to be... I think she should be sitting up, not laying down. Yeah, just, like, up like a Marvel statue. Yeah. Boom. We got it. Got it. Look out for those people. (laughs) Oh, we should probably say this now, um, that we're 36 minutes in, but we don't really have a full plan today, so lots of tangents. Lots of tangents are going to happen. Why you got to tell them that? Because that that? lady got mad at us that one time. (laughs) Was it a lady? I don't know. You're assuming it's a lady, Becca. What the hell? I think it was a lady. (laughs) I don't know. It probably was. I mean, most of our listeners are probably female, so. (laughs) I don't know. All right. So what are we talking about, Becca? We're talking about... Oh, let me find it. Okay. Uh, We have a few questions that we're going to, like, kind of focus on, and then uh, we'll... we'll, Yeah. They're going to be in the same realm, so... Yeah, they're business focused. So the first one is from Howarth Hill. Uh, and it says, hey, Becca and Ryan, I have two questions for you. I did a, a few custom orders in quotes with or not in parentheses with logos for other small local companies. I am now getting a lot of inquiries on custom orders. Nothing big, two dozen mugs or so, which is totally fine with me, and I price them so it works for me. My question is, what do you think about doing lots of custom orders for local businesses? Is it a bad idea? Does it make the product lose its charm? Along the same lines, how about having several wholesale consignment accounts in the same general area? I mean, of course, I want to sell as much as I can, but I'm worried about my pottery becoming too commonplace um, or flooding the market too quickly um, and, like, being old news. I see that pottery everywhere, you know. Like, I see that pottery everywhere. Um, Thanks for your thoughts. Howarth Hill. I'm looking up Howarth Hill as we speak. Ooh. Howarth Hill, Maine. They're in... Berwick? Berwick, Maine? Let's see. That was going to influence a little bit of my answer to some of these with whether it was a small town or... Mm. It's kind of near Portsmouth, Maine. Is that That's a bigger-ish city, right? Portsmouth? I thought Howarth Hill was the account. Howarth Hill is the account, but I'm saying that's where they're located based on... Oh, I see, I see, I their see. Their account. They're in Berwick. 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 Yeah. I don't know how big Port Portsmouth is the biggest city to them. I don't know how big that is, but it's around the edge of Maine. And, oh, Bur- uh, Portsmouth is in New Hampshire. Sorry. It's around the border. Oh, I like your mugs. They're cute. The rainbowish colors. You have great colors. I'm a fan. Yeah, nice, yellow. Nice solid glazes. That yellow is a bomb. Oh, I want a yellow like that. Okay, anyway. their account is HowarthHill.Maine. 
How fancy dancy. Yeah, I can see how their pieces would want to be wholesaled or whatnot. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so do we want to start at the top here? Um, custom orders for small businesses. Um, yeah, what do you think about doing lots of custom orders for small businesses? I don't, yeah, I mean, I think that's great. I mean, some people make their entire business of doing that. Like, you know, wholesale orders for small businesses or for local businesses. Um... I don't see anything wrong with that personally. Unless they're like right next door to each other or something like that. Like that might not be the best, but I am totally sorry. I got a little distracted. Can you say that again? Custom orders for businesses. Yeah. Do you see anything wrong with it? Or, you know, absolutely. A lot of people make their entire business doing wholesale orders and custom orders and batch orders. Like, I'm going to speak for Isaac Shue right now, but I think he has like 10 businesses in his tiny ass town that has his mugs with their business logos on it. Like, I think you kind of get over, you kind of overthink about it. You think, oh, I see those pieces everywhere. Like, get the fuck out of here. But like, usually I don't have like, I'm in Cincinnati area, so it's a lot more dense, but people see me. If it has a logo. Yeah. Yeah. If it has a logo, it's different. And I think that that's the key. If you're worried about it being too like dense, you could make a simpler mug for, but your mugs are pretty um, simple, like not in a bad way at all, but they're, they're, you know, pretty simple already, but you know, you could make it like where the glaze is, you know, just basic white or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's your custom logo mug. You know, so it's a little bit different from your regular stuff. So it's like, oh, hey, here's my basic black pen. (laughs) Like, I just sold my basic black pen to this company and to this company. The only difference is that they have logos. Like, but hey, I make, I also make this fancier black pen. Yeah. You know. You got like a big classic pen and then you got like G2 pilot pen. Exactly. So um, I think that that's a good way to look at it. What do you think? Yeah, I think we overestimate the amount of like, like what's the harm in people seeing it multiple places? I think that's a good thing for your business. They're like, what is that? Who, Who made this? Hopefully, and hopefully business and branding wise, you can give those businesses that are taking your mugs some kind of card that you can put with the piece that says like, handmade local to here here's who made it here's you know it's dishwasher microwave safe stuff like that that people can relate it back to you some places might be iffy about Mm -hmm. you putting like your website and stuff on there because they don't want to they don't want them to have the ability to go around them to get it but if you're selling Mm -hmm. exclusive colors or logos and stuff on the mugs then they have to go to them anyways um so I've, I mean, I just had somebody last week or earlier this week write me an email and say, hey, I just got one of your mugs at the coffee shop up the street that you dropped off. And that was a wholesale order. I put the little inserts in there with my business information. She emailed me and said like, hey, by the way, I really appreciate it. It was good to support two small businesses in one because they're, they're a local shop. And then, you know, they realized I was local and then they were just like, hey, is the mug microwave and dishwasher safe? So, yeah. That was a nice little email, and I think... apparently they can't read. Yeah, I think it said it on the thing, but <laughs> nonetheless, 
I was still happy to answer their email. <laughs> and then I'll get people that see me at shows that are like, oh, do you sell at Indigenous? And it seems like, how would they remember my stuff? Because there's like 150 artists in there, but somehow they remember my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I do sell there. And they were like, yeah, I got something like a while ago. And I'm like, sweet. That's the idea of like consignment and wholesale. And they can see you. They relate. I think the frequency thing mm-hmm. helps your business for sure. Yeah. Um, several people every year want to come directly for mugs I make for businesses. I'll just. And it, I typically just say, no, you'll just have to buy it from them. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're doing mugs with you their logo. You are reading the wrong question. Um, sorry. I'm fucked. There's another one that says <laughs> logos. Sorry. It was. I was <laughs> I'm thrown off. Uh, Along the same lines, how about having several wholesale consignment accounts in the same general area? This is important. I feel. This well, is I want to hear your thing, thought. right? Yeah. This is. This I is, mean, this I'm is in Cincinnati, thing. so my places, as long as they're not in the same neighborhood. I'm generally fine. I do have some that are within like maybe five miles of each other, but it's not the same neighborhood because there's so much density in Cincinnati. Yeah. But obvious, there is one thing in Bellevue, like Codeco has some of my stuff. And I did wholesale some things to the place down the street, but I haven't wholesaled yeah. with them in like two or three years. Yeah. So usually what I would do is I would not sell the same types of pieces at the two places. That's valid. Yeah. So like planters at one, mugs and bowls and functional stuff at the other would be good. I don't I would be a little iffy even if it was the same forms but different glaze combos or something. Like I want this exclusive glaze combo. I'd be a little iffy about that. Yeah. So generally close. generally from what I understand in the wholesale community, you have one store in each zip code, essentially. That's the that's as dense as you can get. Well, that's the, like, that's being nice, you know. Like, obviously, you could have multiple stores in, in the same zip code. That's, but, like, the unwritten rule. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, the, um, what is it called when you're, Courtesy. Like, yes, the courtesy. It's a courtesy to have just one store in each zip code. So, um... Uh, like if you're in a tiny town, you just have one store. But I like your idea about selling different things at different stores. I think that's appropriate, you know. Um, especially if you're in a small town and everybody knows you, <laughs> it's like, oh well, this store has fucking shot glasses and this store has mugs. Like, take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like that. Uh, uh, shit. Why am I losing all my words? You do like compromise. That. I like that compromise. There you go. Um, thanks. Um, I really love that all you can see right now is Marble's ears. Um, <laughs> Marble. Marbles. Um, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, but I typically you uh one zip code a piece. If it's a huge town, like if you know you're in New York City, obviously. Yeah. That doesn't s- super apply, but <laughs> we talked about that with. Amanda Schwartz from Doghouse Pottery on episode 28, I believe. At the very end, we talk about the zip code exclusivity with wholesale. Becca, you knew that too, right? Episode 28? Yeah, episode 28, obviously, because I've listened to all of them. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You edited all of them, you listened to all of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, at the very beginning, I did listen to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's good for that question. Um, the second one's kind of related. It comes from Nathan Crawford Pottery. It says, I'm also wondering if you have any advice when approaching a local family-run company about selling small pieces at their store or business. Is there anything I should avoid doing? Um, whenever I approach a company about selling, I always ask, are you open to consignment or wholesale? Mm-hmm. Whichever one you would prefer. I personally, it depends on the personality of the company and whether they are fairly established. Like, do they already sell stuff? If they don't really sell much stuff at all, that's like handcrafted or whatever, I would rather do a wholesale agreement, like get the money, get out. Because the consignments, like, you got to nurture it. You got to be back and forth with them. And, you know, you might fall off the radar a little bit, which I've had that experience with a shop that doesn't generally sell other handmade stuff. And I basically had to reach out to them, like, once a quarter and say, hey, did anything sell? Yeah. And, like, nothing really moved there. So I, like, took my stuff out over time. But that's the kind of thought process i would have about first like what kind of agreement do we want with them yeah you could take in a wholesale agreement um like contract i have one if you want to email me i've i've said this many times i have it even saved in a specific place now so that if you email me i could just send it out to you um i probably won't say anything you'll just get the thing <laughs> by the way <laughs> but um but also, I think that it's important. Where should they email you, by the way? If people are listening to this part right now and they want to email you, Five Lines Pottery. You can Pottery. email me or at Five Lines Pottery, or you could do the Wheel Talk podcast at Gmail. All right, cool. Either's fine. Um, I will say, however, I I feel like <laughs> the part where it says about small pieces too. Is there anything that I should avoid doing? is like struggling in my brain because I'm like, I can tell you a lot of things that you should be doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's anything to avoid necessarily, but I do think that there's certain ways that you can approach small businesses and be more successful than other ways. I do think that like, um, if you want to do like small pieces, I recommend taking a sampling of those small pieces, like 20, you know, yeah. Or 40 if you can like, you know, a good sampling because the the likelihood of you walking in and saying, oh, I do pottery. Uh, would you like are you interested in this? And them saying, yeah. And then never getting back to you ever again is strong. Mm -hmm. So if you walk in with a box of pottery and it's like, hey, I sell pottery. This is my pottery. Would you be interested in buying any of it and selling it? and you hand it to them and they touch it, the likelihood of them being like, yeah, let's take like 10 of these is a lot better because it's an instant like contract, yeah. you know? And so um, there's... Would you recommend doing that at a certain time? I would say do it on off hours so you know you're not yeah. taking time away and business away from them to say, hey, can you spend your time right now to meet with me to talk about yeah. this? Or set up a time, like call them and say, hey, I'm wondering when the owner's there and when a, a good time to like come in and 
and meet them is, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's, I think I did that with a co- the coffee shop I consign with or wholesale with now. Yeah. I think I initially, I can't remember if I just talked to them through Instagram or they reached, I think they reached out to me through Instagram and said, Hey, I'm interested in your work. Do you wholesale or whatnot? Right. And then I think they gave me an email because they were better communicating through email, but they made the initial contact and I've even done that, like made the initial contact through Instagram and just mm-hmm. said, hey, I'm a local potter and I make pieces that I think your customers would be interested in. Do you consign or wholesale? Just to yeah. make that initial connection, not to expect that like all the business is going to happen through Instagram, but just to make that first connection. And then I did set up a time to meet. I met with the owner talked about it i think i talked about this before but i took a big box of mugs like 30 mugs and then a bunch of shot glasses with the different colors so they can see the different color options and then the mug options like style wise and the prices so they know what they would be retailing if it fits with their customers what look they're going for and then we kind of went from there and then they made an initial order i told them my minimums and all that when I got home, because I like summarized everything that we talked about in person, sent it through email so it was documented on paper or email, and then um, we went from there. So I think I think they definitely appreciate the being conscious of their time. So if you can plan ahead and not like just yeah. show up. I would appreciate that if I was just working some like you don't know what kind of mindset they're in or if they're busy or something. Right. Exactly. You know, they, they blew a tire That's on the way to idea. work and they just got in and you're coming in at the same time. It's like you don't know what kind of. Yeah. Like call ahead, ask to meet, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about how <laughs> this coffee shop in Washington had me. You remember those teapot pour overs? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Well, did they did they request that or was that yes they requested those okay that was the only thing they requested or you were already selling some things and then they were like oh by the way can you try this teapot pour over set i think it was the only thing they requested if i uh, recall it may yeah. have been i might have done mugs too but oh oof, 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 oof. were they that expecting was... to wholesale those yeah they were expensive too i was like shit fuck like did you end up doing it? Um, I mean, like, 10. They were hard. I bet they were hard. Did you get the price that you wanted from them wholesale? I think so. Um, I think they ended up selling them, like... I mean, I not now. Back then, I was happy with the price, but I wouldn't be now. Um, right. But, yeah, ooh, fuck that shit, man. I mean, you pro- I'm guessing you probably wholesale them for less than 60 bucks, didn't you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> God. Oh, hearing you talk about your plate wholesales in the past, I'm like, uh, she probably wholesaled those damn pitcher things for like $30 or something. I totally did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it was 35 <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I was thinking like she probably should have wholesaled them for like 60 and she lowballed that. All right. There's no way she back, Becca wholesaled these for 60 All right. Let's go. Half of that? 30 God. Oh, it's like my fucking platter. 
I was talking to side sidebar. I was talking to Andrew today about my plates because I'm gonna I'm doing the you know I'm doing the uh, shitty planters and now I need to make shitty plates. <laughs> so I'm not gonna glaze them. They're just gonna be bare clay. And um, I'm and we talked about prices today and I was he was like hmm, seven bucks sounds good for like a four inch plate and I was like I could do that. Like, you know, just the shitty hand-built... Four inches is the right size for those? I thought the planters seem bigger than that. Are they not? Oh, four inches would be plenty for mine. But, no, like, okay. Didn't you make some different sizes? Yeah, I did, but most of them would fit in a four-inch anyway. But but he he was like, four, you know, seven bucks for a four-inch plate sounds good. And I was like, yeah, and then we could do five for two-inch and ten for six-inch. And, like... No. <laughs> I can sell a fucking spoon rest that's five inches wide for $15. You're selling a four-inch one for seven? They're not even glazed, Ryan. So what? I sell a saucer for my planters that are about four inches that are unglazed. They're fired all the way for $12. They're shitty. Let it be. <laughs> Let it be. Let it be. I mean, ideally, hopefully you sell the planters and not many of the saucers. So you're like, it's whatever, you know? Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see what the prices come out to be. But um, anyway, I was talking to him and he was like, didn't you fucking charge me two dollars? Two dollars? You charged him two dollars for a four inch plate? <laughs> no, no, they were the two inch ones, and I charged him two like my fucking wholesale price. <laughs> <laughs> two dollars for a two inch plate? <laughs> fucking wholesale price for a two inch plate was two dollars. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen dollars for a twelve-inch plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a dollar an inch with the dollar an inch. Three bucks for inflation. Oh God. <laughs> Three bucks just because you're like they I, totally I, were a dollar an inch. My four-inch plates was four dollars. My eight-six-inch plates were six. I am, I cannot even believe, I can't even, and you know what, I was fucking making money too. (laughs) That's the crazy part is that I was paying bills. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Is it, and you weren't even like using Reclaim for that shit. You were like using fresh. Straight out of the bag. Oh my God. No, it took me, remember, I timed it that one time. It took me... 20 minutes to make 50 plates. Maybe? But how much profit are you making on a $2 plate? I did the math. It was, was it like 10 cents. No, it was like a dollar 20. <laughs> With all the time you spend in and out of the kiln and you're not glazing them, but you're right. Not yeah, glazed? I, those ones I did glaze. Oh they my were fast. Gosh. They were fast, though. Fast? And how much glaze are you using? And did you 
I'm sure you wipe them, right? No, I mean I you would... gotta add up the time. It's got no. Be... I would it's pour the glaze piece, right? and then I'd pour the glaze. There was no wiping involved. <sighs> what really, where I really lost There's money no was the you kiln shelf. Twenty on that. I don't fucking know. I don't even fucking know. I don't. I don't fucking know. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> what about the kiln shelves? Uh, the the space in the kiln shelves. That's where I lost money. Oh okay. Yeah. But um. Anyway, avoid doing that. Oh. <laughs> okay. We'll see how this four inch, four inch plate seven dollars. Hey, you're you're doubling your. You're not even doubling if you're considering the four dollar wholesale. No, because if I sold those wholesale, I'd sell them for seven dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's you're just the selling way. Selling them retail for seven. Yeah, that's the way I'm doing it with the with all of the shitty cups. If I'm gonna do wholesale, they're gonna be the retail price. A shitty oh, cup, okay. fifteen dollars. You're just pricing it low enough that you're happy. Yeah. Getting a wholesale price for it, which yeah. is just so enticing to just buy it. Right. Re- retail. So like I'm basically selling wholesale to retail customers. I'm basically Costco. I'm the Costco of pottery. <laughs> I mean, you already got their bins and shit. I do. Fucking pepper box bin and. That's right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, fun times. Great oldies. Cool 105 Denver. Um. Do you want did to read the last, that last answer- question? We did answer that question. Okay. Anything you would avoid doing. I mean. Don't, don't sell your pottery don't like Becca. wholesale your pottery like Becca. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay. I would, I, uh, one, one other thing I would say probably don't do is don't commit on the spot if you're not sure. Mm, Definitely yeah, think that over. And I would suggest getting something in writing. Instead Ooh, of just and money up front. Verbal stuff. Yeah money up front for the whole thing or like if you're doing wholesale make sure you at least get um yeah you should be getting money up front for wholesale or if they're like not comfortable the first time you can do half up half down like half up and then net net 30 for the rest yeah like you can do that um i like to at least establish a relationship first before you let them pay later um but and if you do let them pay later, that's when you definitely need a contract. Because if they're doing net 30, net 30 always gets kind of, like, forgotten. Loosey-goosey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty loosey-goosey. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, say, hey, since this is our first transaction, if we could do at least 50% up, preferably 100, that would be great. And, um, and then we can talk about terms afterwards once we get our first transaction done, so... And the wholesale, the contract part of it, that's on you to propose yeah, and provide. to bring. Oh, also, you need their reseller's permit. So don't forget that. Their tax permit. Which is, what is that? What? What is a reseller's permit? Oh, a reseller's permit is the permit that you have and any person who sells has to resell the items that you buy. So basically, um, when you're reselling items, the idea is that you don't need to be taxed twice, three times, four times. So like, let's say you're buying, let's say you're a pen business 
and you put logo. We're just going with pens today. Um, you put logos on pens, and you're buying pens. That doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. Why don't you just use pottery because we're using and schlepping pottery here. Well, it kind of doesn't work for, I mean, it does work for, anyway, okay. So let's say you make pottery, okay? You make pottery. Now, when you go to the pottery supply store and you buy clay, if you have a reseller's permit, you would give that reseller's permit to the clay store and the clay store will say, oh, great, you're going to resell this pottery. So I don't need to charge you tax on this clay that I'm selling to you. The reason being is we don't need to pay tax on that twice. So, because th- you're paying the sales tax as if it, you know, you're taking the clay and you're doing nothing with it. But you're going to take the clay, you're going to make something with it, and then you're going to you're going to resell that made it. thing to, to an end your user, customer, and they're yeah. going to pay the sales tax. They will pay the sales tax on the item that you had. Now, the clay supply company they didn't pay sales tax on that either. Like when they bought the supplies for the clay, they didn't pay sales tax on those supplies, assuming that they would pass it on to another customer and they would pass it on to another customer. So that's what a reseller's permit is doing. It's basically allowing um, you not to have to pay tax twice, three times, four times, sales tax twice, three times, four times as you pass it along. Um, So you're just going one more level further with a Mm -hmm. wholesaler that hey i'm not the end person collecting the sales tax when my piece sales oh sells to the coffee shop the coffee shop is responsible for collecting the sales tax when they sell it retail so that's what the permit is and the permit is basically a legal contract saying that you will be doing you will be selling it so um Keep that in mind. Like they'll collect your sales permit and then you'll collect whoever's selling your stuff, their, that permit. And so, um, if, if there's any questions about, yeah. you know, where like was when the tax you, collected? If you get audited or anything like that, then you have it and you're like, that's why I didn't collect sales tax on the items that I sold to them. Um, cause you still lay, you still market as income because yeah. you sold it to somebody, but, if they're like, hey, you got this income, did you pay the sales tax on it? I'd be like, no. Well, because they gave me their yeah. permit, they're responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. And technically, actually, um, sometimes you can even get a pass on manufacturing um, equipment when you uh, when you like buy manufacturing. So ask about that if you ever buy a kiln or any large equipment, um, a uh, uh, like a pug mill. You know, hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't have to pay sales tax on my pug mill. And the person that I sold it to didn't have to pay it either because I had them sign the manufacturing clause. So keep that in mind. I probably should have did that when I just ordered clay, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I normally order clay from Queen City Clay, but and yeah. they already know that. We already have that agreement. But yeah, I ordered from Mudworks this time online and I did not do that. I don't know if there's an easy way to do that online. Probably should have had right. a call to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also remember that every state is different. So, like, Indiana just has a tax permit. You don't even need a fucking business license in this state. You know, Washington, you would need a reseller's permit and a business license. 
you know, to run a business. And so every state has a different type of reseller's permit tax license that they do. So you're going to have to do your own research or ask an accountant that's right. local to you. I think Ohio had something different. I think. Right. Yeah. And, Queen you know, City Clay was wanting one. And I was like, okay, I technically I'm an Ohio vendor. And it was right. associated with that. Yeah, and, like, some states, like Montana, doesn't even have sales tax, so, like, I don't even know what the fuck they do. So, like, Montana and Oregon, I I mean, I've never lived in either of those states, so I don't know how they operate those. But, yeah, keep that in mind, and you have to do your own research. We, we're we not telling you exactly how it is. We, we can just explain what they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, um, do you want to read that this one from Mudslinging? Yes. I have had I have several people that purchase something from me almost every single update. What do you think is an appropriate thank you gift? I try and add a little something here and there if I have something on hand. If I don't have anything to gift them, then I usually give them free or discounted shipping. I'm wondering what everyone else is doing in this situation. What is Becca doing in this situation? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes I do uh sometimes if somebody buys like four three three pieces or whatever I'll throw a shitty cup in um but I do not think it should be expected I do not think it should be a given and um it is not up to you to thank them for purchasing your pieces because that is how the world works um, that's how the I, transaction works that's how the transaction works. I don't think they're expecting anything. Now, if you want to give a gift as a thank you, um, that's totally fine. Obviously, it's completely fine. Um, but you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even put my fucking card in there. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Jody mentioned if I don't have anything, she usually gives them free or discounted shipping. I would personally not do that yeah because they've already paid for it like you'd have to probably refund them money back anyways it just gets a little iffy with that i I would rather not take money and then give refund them money i would rather give them something but if you don't have anything i don't think it's really that bad to not put anything in there but i mean generally what i do with anybody is if they get a mug i put a couple bags of tea in there i feel like that's simple yeah. But if it's somebody that reoccurring like comes back, maybe I'll throw like a shot glass in there, but I don't generally do that. Um, yeah, or even some candy or something. I think that we underestimate the little things too. Like if you wanted to put some candy in, I know that people would be like, "Oh, fun. Hershey's Kisses or yeah. whatever, you know." Um but I I what about having like just a what if you just have a personal stack of like thank you cards that you only give to certain people? Yeah. Maybe that would be good. Like it's a or like Liz gave me this personalized card. It was just for a mug trade, but she gave me these like cat shaped cards and she like yeah. hand wrote the note on a cat shaped card. Like that was personalized yeah. to me. And, or uh, you could or you could um or you could send them a discount coupon like a coupon for the next time they purchase mm-hmm. that could be something too um you know like who knows yeah. if they'll but 
I think that we have to remember that the reason that they are buying from you so frequently is because they love your pottery and or they love you. I don't think they're expecting anything extra. Yeah. And like that's and I don't not think they they generally don't want it. I would Yeah. A that's lot not of people s- don't want that. Yeah. Um that's not to say that you shouldn't like feel grateful and if you want to add something in that's fine. But um definitely like I had one lady buy four fancy cups from me and I threw in like an extra shitty cup. Like I totally get it. I'll just throw it in and I won't say anything. But um mm-hmm. but did also you write, don't did you write her a hand a handwritten note or did you just ship not. it like normal? No. Um <laughs> but also uh don't feel pressured. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't feel pressured into it. Yeah. Do you put the pressure on yourself because you have built that expectation because you have sent things to people that have bought from you frequently that you put that on yourself? Like what if you just, what if you just stop doing that? Like I'm asking it as if Jody's thinking through this, like Jody has already sent things over time. Does she have that pressure on herself now that the past purchases with customers that frequently buy have gotten things Mm. And she's like, now are you kind of stuck put, between a rock and a hard place? Like she's she's now put that, yeah, kind of set the tone already. But right, right, right. I mean, I think people generally understand. Like, even if you're growing as a business and you're selling more pieces and you're shipping out more things, I think people generally understand if you can't put the level of like perfection attention to detail, did, yeah, like two years prior because of just the volume that you have to do. But I think they can also like appreciate the extra step. If you were, even if it's just writing a handwritten note. Yeah. Like even if it's simple. Um, yeah, I think, and we underestimate words too, you know, like if you say, Hey, I notice your name frequently and I just want to tell you how grateful I am. Um, yeah. And how how much it means to me that you purchased from me. That is so much, you know, that's yeah. worth like two cups. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like people. Yeah, because it took that. time to actually hand to write that out. Yeah. Um, my. Yeah. Yeah, I would my... say I would say definitely I would I would nix the um, if it was I and I think. Ryan also agrees with this. Nix the whole slashing of of shipping and um, less shipping because That's the U.S. government much. hates us already. Like you, got, we have to pay them. Um, <laughs> and, and like for, people understand that they've got to pay for shipping. I mean, yeah. it's different if you used to do free shipping and now you're charging shipping, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh, well, I don't get that anymore." But I think people understand. Like, I feel bad when somebody buys something from from me like two weeks prior and then I do a shop update or something and they buy again. I'm like, Oh man, I wish you wouldn't have bought it two weeks apart. Like I got to ship them together. But you know. Oh yeah. That lady that bought four of the, um, she's listening. I know. Uh, she bought four of the cups and she like thought that she bought two and then she got the one and she was like, Oh no, I thought I bought two. So then she bought another one. And so I shipped that one and then she got those ones and she was like, I want two more. And so then she bought two oh more. So I did three. And then you're shipments. like, gosh, I just gave the USPS like, you know, $30. I could have given them 10. No, I'm okay with that. I'm personally okay with shipping separately because that means the 
cups aren't going to break. But right. um, it was fine. It was just kind of hilarious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how it all happened. But, yeah, I, I think that, um, yeah, I, 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 I think you, well, I know, Jody, that you are a very kind human being. Yeah. And <laughs> we know She's this. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I think that, um, yeah. Maybe a few boundaries, maybe more candy instead of more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all you, know, you got to do is just get a mixed bag of candy, like sit it by your packing stuff. And like occasionally you'll stuff, put like, a few things in there. Send them Laffy Taffies, like, you know, like the good shit, right? Like, or something Reese's. that's not going to like ruin and melt or put it know. in a plastic bag. Don't be. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Put it in a little plastic bag. But yeah, I, I think that that's probably what I would do if I was in your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to mention before we finish this one. So the the things that I do, the minuscule differences in my shipments. So every single time I say I do a handwritten note, right? I always write the same thing on everybody that has never bought before. It always says, thanks so much for your support. Stay safe and healthy with my name. And I write their first name at the top. So it is semi-personalized, right? It's got their first name. And then if they have bought from me before, which Etsy does a little like star so it shows that it's a repeat buyer, I'll still put their first name and I'll say, thank you so much for your continued support. So it's like, hey, you've already bought from me. Stay safe and healthy. And then if it's somebody that's bought a lot, I will handwrite them a note and say like, thank you so much. I hope this fits well in your collection. I know you've, you know, bought a lot for me over the years. Thank you so much. Um, and you know, you it's just start a printing little, those out. what you should start printing them out. Like do a copy of you writing it in hand. Why? I did that. Nobody's everybody thought that I hand wrote them, wrote them, hand wrote them. The one on your postcards. Yeah. 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 The ones on the postcards. Everybody. But thought what do they I do hand- when they bought it like three times? I don't know. I think they still They're thought exactly that I hand the same. <laughs> that was fucking genius, honestly. Um, and then the only other thing is, uh, it's kind of like a side thing, but if if there's somebody that buys from you that you kind of like remember what sort of things they buy, like there's a customer that buys a lot of the same color combo, and I made a couple samples of a new thing, like a soup bowl that had a, a bowl with a handle. Mm. I never make them. And it was a custom piece that I made for somebody. And it was in that glaze that they liked. So I reached out to them directly and said, hey, by the way, I just made this as a custom for somebody. It was extra. Mm. Do you want a chance at buying this? Because I know that you love this glaze combo. And they felt that like personalized thing. And I put it on the shop. They bought it. They loved it. You know. So it was like yeah. I was thinking about them when yeah. that came out. And That's smart. It was just an extra thing. Like just I'd rather like somebody that. Out that repeat repeat buys for me that yeah you know i know they're gonna appreciate this showing that you notice them yeah yeah mm-hmm. sweet cool all right there's one other question that i added in here because it was related because mm, from bearded pottery yeah do you want to read it yeah uh by the way he's in uh he's in winter park colorado um I had somebody buy a mug I made for a local coffee shop. It has their logo on it. Well, they broke it 
and want a new one, so they contacted me. Is it unethical to just make one and sell it to them directly for full price versus somehow giving the coffee shop their cut? This time, the people live out of state, so I don't really feel bad about it, but I have had several people every year who want to come to me directly for mugs I make for businesses with their logo on it, and I just typically typically say, no, you'll just have to buy it from them because I don't want to piss off the wholesale client and make them feel like I'm somehow using their logo to make money. Even though it's made by me completely, and I feel that they are more interested in a craftsmanship design glaze of that mug than the branding of the business. Ooh, interesting. That's a good one. This is a conundrum, isn't it? I know my answer, but... The one for the person outside, if it's just a one-off and they're, like, outside of the state and stuff, I would not feel terrible about replacing it. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. But the whole thing with people directly contacting you, I would not put their logo on it and sell it directly to the person. I would say if it includes their logo, maybe I would reach out to the company and say, hey, I've got some customers that are reaching out. Would you like to buy more? Because I think there's demand for it. And that would yeah. just that would just build your wholesale business. I don't think you want to do anything to disrupt that wholesale client if you like them and they're good to you. I just say I would just say, hey, I've got some people reach out. I think you could benefit from having another shipment if you're open to it and I can direct them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole putting their logo on it. I, you know, the comment about um, even though it's made by me completely and I feel like they're more interested in the craftsmanship design glaze of the mug than the branding. I would say if that's the case, then don't put their branding on it and sell them the mug without the branding. I feel like we're starting to think very much alike and I'm not okay with this. Um, <laughs> but isn't that like the best reasoning for why you would not want to put it on there? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. It's for real. Like I thought the exact same thing, like when you were, you brought that up, like if there, I think that it's completely appropriate to be like, Hey, I can make a mug that doesn't have the logo on it. Would you like that instead? I think that is completely ethical. I would have a really hard time making a mug with somebody else's logo for two reasons. (laughs) I feel like my mom right now for two reasons. One of them, I'm fucking lazy and I don't want to make that logo again. (laughs) Like, I don't want to like go through probably like a, it's probably like a decal or something, but yeah, like I don't want to go through the steps and like the process of like filling in the logo and like doing all the designs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. When I could literally be like, they have it in stock. And if they don't have it in stock, I think your solution is an extremely good solution for that. But, and the second reason is, yeah, like you've made a, a contract, whether it be written or verbal or whatever with that client. And what happens, what happens if they take the mug into the store? Like what they go to their coffee shop and they say, can you fill this up? And it's your mug. And they know that they haven't had your mugs in stock. And maybe they know yeah. everybody they've sold it to. Or they've only had six or something. Or they don't use that same glaze combo. And yeah. they come in with a custom mug with your logo. Like, with their logo on it. I mean, there's a slim chance they would notice. But, like, what do you what do you want to happen in that situation? Yeah. Like, they're going to ask the customer, where'd you get that mug? Yeah, I mean, like, you can always ask the, you can always ask the company. Like, I know for sure, um, 
one company in Washington, if I went up to Steve and was like, yo, Steve, somebody wants this mug uh, of last year's logo, he'd be like, don't, I don't fucking care. Sell it. Like, mm-hmm. like some people might not mind, but you need to talk to them about it. And, um, some yeah, say so. it's kind of like a finder's fee. Like if you were to do that, yeah. you would need to pay them their cut. So you could still sell it, but you'd get the wholesale price for it because right. you'd still need to give them. Yeah. And I know that's exactly your question, but I guess that we are just a little bit too honest and <laughs> to, to like let that one slide. But I just, like I just I don't s- want to mess up the wholesale client. Like if, yeah. if it's a good wholesale client and you get the continuous, thing like i love the wholesale orders because it's pretty hands-off and yeah if you got and a good if your thing business going, is mostly wholesale which his is um that is bad news travels a lot faster than good news <laughs> so keep that in mind if you're like dealing with that you know it, i usually i would say like if you think it might have like an unethical cut to it like you know what did you say in here is it unethical to just make one? If you're asking if it's unethical, it's unethical. Like, um, I, well, you know, I mean, like I, I said that kind of bluntly, but like also, you know, like the, the, it's, 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 uh, you would rather err on the side of caution than yeah. the side, you know. Is that, is, are those like three mugs that you would sell, for instance, to the per the people that want them with the logo? Is that money that you're going to make the two times the price that you would make on a wholesale of that worth you not getting more wholesale orders from them in the future? If they found out and if they weren't okay with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, like you don't know if they're okay with it or if they're not, and they could be totally fine with it. But if you don't know, I don't think you should chance it. Or talk to him about it first. It's your business. But I also will say, you know, you live in a small town. <laughs> like, I know where you live, and it's not big. So, like, you know, <laughs> is Mary going to find out at the, you know, <laughs> like, at the Booster Club meeting on Friday? <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Because you don't know. Maybe they, yeah. I mean, if they got logos on them, I feel like it's not uncommon for them to bring that thing into the shop. Who knows? Like a coffee shop. Do with I the think logo it's a it? huge deal? No. That's also something like I don't think it's a big deal, but I do mm-hmm. think it's it it wouldn't be something I would do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Fun stuff. That was a good one. <laughs> I did like that one. I think I responded to you in person on that one because I remember reading this logo like that, but Maybe yeah. I wonder if I said the exact same thing or not. I don't know. You're pretty you've been pretty good about answering these questions like immediately when people ask them. And I do not. I just say added to the list. I mean, I kind of want them to have to listen to like keep listening to hear it. Yeah, well, but I kind of just to, don't want to think about it in the moment and answer through text. I have to pull my weight in this relationship a little bit. And that is how I do it. All so. Right. Like if, and you're very short and shortened to the point through text and email and stuff. So like you're yeah. not gonna overthink it and tell them yeah. what you would need to say in a podcast recording yeah. that would actually take ten minutes to say. Also, I think it should be said too, if you do send us a question and it is time sensitive, you should tell us. Like say 
I really have this question and I'm wondering if you could answer it now. Um, but then also answer it on the podcast. That would be helpful. Um, that would be. I'm, I'm probably always going to answer them if I can, but, uh, but that would be helpful because we don't want to leave anybody like high and dry. Yeah. I mean, the questions are definitely, you know, for you to have a direct answer, but also like the reasons we pick certain questions is because we think they will be relative for other people that we, they are not even thinking about, or they haven't even come in contact with, but yeah. You know, it's some other things they got to think about with wholesale because these kind of situations could happen to you. And now you have a little sampling of what somebody else has done and what has gone through their mind when they've thought about it. Yeah. But, we uh, only have, speaking of questions, we only have four more questions. So if anybody is, you know, just like sitting in their studio and being like, oh, I had this question, you know, wipe your hands off of clay and like send us a text. Um, <laughs> and if we've answered it before, we will likely tell you. Or I will tell you the episode that it was on. Yeah, I won't. And uh, we'll refer you to that. Or maybe we did an entire episode about it rather than just yeah. answered a little question about it. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that was a that was a a good last question. Yeah. We were gonna have a short episode today. Yeah. It actually, you know, you said short. We kind of have it short. It's like one and 30 a half minutes short. short. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we want? We wanted, uh, we wanted some reviews from people because, uh, definitely running short on those. I think our last review was at the end of January. Yeah. Yeah. It helps us a lot. If you review us on like Apple podcasts, I don't know how it helps us, but I think it does. We and assume it helps. I don't really know, but I think ass- they're mostly just for the giggles. Yeah. We assume and it making helps. a smile. And you get to hear them on the podcast, so. Yeah, that's always fun. And uh, you know what's crazy is that uh, we've been doing this for almost three years. I mean, not really, like two and a half, but okay. Yeah, but in August, it'll be three years. I know, but that's that's what I meant, like two and a half. <laughs> yeah, but that's only. <laughs> <laughs> that's five months away, Becca. Four. Four, four. months. All right, whatever. <laughs> four is closer four to half. six, then. <laughs> <laughs> no but i was just thinking about it and like how the fuck have we gotten a co- like we've gotten some topic every single week <laughs> for two and a half years like that's pretty impressive like we don't even have like we only have like 10 guests a year how the fuck do we come up with this much shit to talk about like woof <laughs> like imagine if we didn't have these segments of like listener questions if we had no questions if we were just shut off the questions no way if if we if we did that we wouldn't have a podcast right now yeah yeah thanks to all of you out there that's right (laughs) right charles (laughs) i agree i wonder if my my new mic picks up charles I don't know, but you know what I've noticed? Your mic sounds better than mine. Way better no than mine. No shit. That's because it is better than yours. Um, I could hear the background in the last one that I listened to, and I could hear my fan. And it sounds perfect every time I mute to drink my water, because yeah. yours is just, like, pristine. Mine yeah, this is, is a good fucking not. mic. I might just um, end up buying it. 
Yeah. Uh, well, we. Uh, if we don't win it. Yeah. If we mic. don't win those new mics, <laughs> uh, we'll get you a new one. One of these ones. And then we'll go to. Well, we'll go to dinner first, and then we'll see how much money we have left for yeah. the mic. Hey, maybe we'll have a up and coming podcaster that wants to buy a blue Yeti and we're just passing on the passing the torch. Patching passing the buck. Yeah, no, honestly, it's I really like the, the buck. that's not that's not the right term. It passing is the, passing the buck? I'm gonna Google it. That's not the that's like, hey, I've got a task for me to do and you don't want to do it, so you pass ha! the buck. Passing you give it to somebody buck. else. To do the task because you don't want to do it. Shush. Sh- p- buck passing or passing the buck or sometimes playing the blame game is the act of attributing to another person or groups one's own responsibility. Ha. That is not what we're talking about, though. <laughs> <laughs> what does giving a microphone down? It's like a hand-me-down. What does that got to do with passing responsibility? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like a task gets assigned to you. That's your responsibility. Yeah, but you were just saying that passing the buck doesn't like you were just saying that that's not a thing. And it fucking is. a thing. No, I wasn't saying that's not the thing. I'm saying that's not what we're talking about for what we're trying to do. I'm saying pass the torch. I said pass the torch and you said pass the buck. I'm like, that's not the right thing. (laughs) Welcome to vocabulary with Ryan and Becca. (laughs) Clearly. I'm failing. I've actually been horrible with vocabulary my whole life, and I just make up words. If you haven't been listening for two and a half years, like, you don't know this, but if you have, you do know this. <laughs> I, I mean, just I'm just, make, like, pulling the words out of your brain that are missing today. I just <laughs> make up words. Today, Rebecca... Oh, oh, um, this is a fun little trick that's not related to pottery at all. Um, so, Rebecca is on this... Um, AIP diet where it's like really limited. Yeah, I but didn't know she, what that does that stand for something specific? Uh something. I'm not okay, sure. It's, it's not like certain foods like A is this like No. Um so autoimmune protocol diet. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. So it's for autoimmune disease, which I should probably be on it, but I'm not fucking going on it. Um so anyway. A long time ago, somebody gave me a, a recipe or taught me how to make sh- flatbread. And all you do is you boil a sweet potato and then you add in flour until it's like a dough-like consistency. And then you just roll it out and then fry it up. And it makes like the best flatbread. And it's like super simple. It's just sweet potato and flour. That's it. And you can do it with squash too. And so Rebecca's been like really trying to do sweet like flatbreads recently, and so I told her that, and she did it with cassava flour. And then she goes on the text, she goes, and I added baking soda <laughs> to the flour for a little poof, and I was like, you mean powder? Baking the soda powder. is salt. <laughs> and she was like, oh yeah, I just didn't have the right word. And I'm like, you kind of scared me for a second because soda would be terrible <laughs> in that. <laughs> Anyway, Not like harmful, but it just wouldn't taste good. It would taste terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I saw her posting some flatbreads yesterday, maybe. Yeah. She texted me and told me I was a magical genius for giving her that recipe. So Nice. It is very good. If you want a easy, quick, simple flatbread. Woof. 
So good. I mean, I envy people that can deal with cooking and stuff. Like seeing you and seeing Kurt making these foods and seeing Rebecca. Like I see whenever I see people like I made this. I do you want to see the recipe? I'm like, no, I don't want to see the recipe. I'm never gonna <laughs> fucking do that. No. When you show me a screenshot of a recipe, I'm like, no, next. <laughs> I just—that's just not me. I don't know. Is it a Totino's pizza that I can tear? <laughs> Cardboard pizza tonight? Yes, please. Yes. Oh, I love Totino's. Oh. I am gonna dig into the the pretzel recipe though. I will dig that out of the out of the box. Oh, I brought bagels into everybody today at work, and they said they were my best ones yet. They're still not real bagels, and they were square, and they didn't have holes, but. What's the reason for having holes in bagels? I see you making them without the holes, and I'm like, That makes really? sense, right? What's the reason? Why do you need a yeah. hole? Is it just so that it's evenly cooked? Because the middle is doughier if there's not a hole? Nope, it's not doughier. What's the reason for the hole in the bagel? The hole in the bagel, middle of the bagel, allows it to have a larger surface area, making it easier to consist. Okay, fine. To consistently exactly cook the said. bagel all the way through. This is important because bagel dough can be incredibly thick which would make it difficult to know if the center was cooked completely. See, I'm probably not cooking correct bagels, but they're delicious. So like because they don't have a hole is what you're saying is why you're not cooking No, correct, because my bagels are too soft. The way you're making them is not right. Yeah, they're too like wet. I'm not putting enough like flour in them. So mm. Oh, also, here's the reason Hmm. Here's what I think. I think that they I think that this is actually the reason. I think it has nothing to do with baking. I think that they did the hole in the middle because they used to like put them on um dowel rods? Yeah, or like strings to sell them like back in the olden days. I think that's why there's a hole. How did they get them off the string though? You know what? We don't ask those types of questions. We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not ripping those things off the string. You're not just you're not just taking the scissors to the to the bagel and just be like, all right, let's get it off the string. No, but maybe there was like a little carabiner on the end of the string or something. You know, what we went to one time was a wedding and they had a donut bar. Did they have they the had, donuts on the string? They had the donut. They had donuts on dowel rods. See, see that. And there was see? like, I think it was actually a second wedding we went to, and there was donuts on a tree that was dowel rod trees. It was like a vertical pillar, and then there was wooden dowel rods sticking off of it with different donuts on it. Looking delicious. It says it's not bar. just about history. It's practical. Why, though? The whole state in bagels for centuries. Anyone who has ever tried to make their own bagels knows that the dough is very, very thick and very heavy. I'm really just doing bagels wrong. And <laughs> that makes it difficult to cook all the way through. And the hole actually adds more surface area to help. Blah, blah, blah. So the maybe hole, you should just try putting a big hole in the middle and seeing how they, if they improve. No, it's, I've, I've done the hole. It's not, um, I've like put a hole in my bagels too. I just figured it, um, like, meh. um, I just meh, don't, sure. 
Like I would it's frustrating when you're putting cream cheese on a bagel and you put it in the hole and then <laughs> you put cream cheese all over the bagel and then you eat it and then in the middle of the bagel all you get is a cream cheese. And I yeah, like I cream think, cheese. I do not like that. No thank I you. like cream cheese. I just don't like that there's only cream cheese. And I eat all of my lunch sandwiches on everything <laughs> bagels, it and I don't like having the bit of uh, spicy must spicy mayo in the middle, and it like I seeps know. out and stuff. Yeah. Did I ever tell you that spicy mayo is legit delicious on um, grilled cheese? Uh, no, but it sounds like it would be spicy mayo and garlic. She says that well into the 1970s, bakers in New York City would thread their bagels onto ropes in order to deliver them to delis and markets around the city. You know, the days before strict rules and regulations when it came to food packaging and handling. You know what they used to do? You know those things that are on trucks to, like, make sure they're not going to hit the overpass? (laughs) 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 They would just stick bagels on those poles and deliver them like that. They'd, like, disconnect the pole and then, like, be like, here's your bagels. Here's your bagels. (laughs) I I really need to, like... (laughs) The reason that I don't have really good bagels is because my hands are so in much, so much pain right now that I refuse to take it out of the mixer. Like, you're supposed to knead it on the counter with and, like, add in a ton of flour until it's, like, really dense. Because and you can't do, you can't just put flour into the mixer, the dough hook. It doesn't, it doesn't work the same way, I don't think. I think that it would, oh, okay. like, separate. And so, um, hmm. yeah, so my hands are, like, really sore right now, so. Yeah. That's why. Okay. But I'll try it. I'll try it one time by kneading them in, you know. You know another, I, I don't know if I told you that before, but do you know another spicy mayo that goes good with something that's not grilled cheese? What? Is to make a breakfast tater tot bowl. <gasps> so you do tater tots, and then you put scrambled eggs. Oh. <sighs> Crumple up bacon and then you put some spicy mayo Fuck. on top. Yes, that sounds delicious. If you put avocado on that too, oh. We did the tater tot discs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowns. Good. Yeah, they were. The potato lays. They were great. <laughs> We've mm. done that a few times. You should always also put a little cayenne pepper on your tater tots. That's it. That's the money. Cayenne pepper. Just a sprinkle. Okay. I was thinking a little Cajun, but... Cajun would be good, too. Cajun and spicy? Slap your mamas. Some slap your mamas on the... Yeah. On the tots. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That would be good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Do we have anything else? No. Hey, we got an extra 15 minutes out of that. Yeah, sorry for got that. A little, got a little bonus on the end there, people. You got a little bagel history. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Here's our outro. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the outro. It's great. <laughs> that outro is never changing. <laughs> Yo, yo, yiggity, yo. It's Becca here. Hey, just so you know, thank you for listening. And also, we have... What do we have again? Okay.
Patreon. A Patreon. We have a Patreon that you should go and if you want to donate to, you could donate to it. If you don't, that's cool too. But um, just Google Wheel Talk Podcast Patreon. Don't do the other one because uh, there is a Wheel Talk on Patreon, but it's not us. So make sure you get the right one. It's and in the show notes. It's in the show notes. And also, um, leave us a review because they're fun to read. Okay, bye.